All right, Brad, we are back with the Thompson to Clark podcast. We're back on video, too. So for those of you watching on YouTube, welcome. Hit that subscribe button so we can get those subscription numbers up. And if you're not on video and you're just listening to us through a podcast, give us a, an iTunes review. That will always help. You know, I, I do so many different podcasts, and I always say that this is my favorite one because, A, I get to do it with Brad. <laughs> But B, like, it's so much fun to talk about this Giants team, you know, even when they do poorly. Like, yeah. uh, though, I, th I feel like we've been really good luck for them. Like, since we started our podcast, what is their record? They're probably 20 some odd games over 500 or something. Oh, I'm going to have to, I'll pull that for uh, for the next show because that that is good. Because mm -hmm. I wonder if we can then send that to uh, the front office. Oh, yeah. And then maybe they'll just say, yeah, you guys need season tickets. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm pulling for. Like, you, we, you need a box, like exactly. a box right next yeah. to Willie Mays. Yeah we, yeah, we should just do, they should just have us do live podcasts during the games, man. <laughs> no, then, the, then KMBR ratings will be down. That's true. Yeah, we pull away from that. All right, let's hit the intro as we get ready to go. Bedrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have built on end. The Giants have won the pennant. Thanks to uh, Hank Greenwald for the call. Yeah. I, I, we haven't gotten in trouble for that one yet, but also... No, don't go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I love the cards. Are the, those look like the mother's yeah. baseball cards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Those are fantastic. Uh, the music, thanks to my buddy Justin Nipper, who put together the little ditty for us. And uh, yeah, let's kick it off. But, you know, before we get into the baseball stuff, yesterday was Father's Day. Yeah. So what did you get to do for Father's Day? Well, uh, I got to get up uh, like I do normally around seven-ish because I, I just can't sleep in anymore. I don't know why. I'm getting old. Um, got to play a little FIFA on the PlayStation 5. That was kind of fun. Um, got to research a 4K TV. Didn't get to buy one, but I got to research it. Right. So that's close. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so it feels like that's kind of the first step to getting one. Right. Yeah. So so I'm on my way. So I'm researching the 4K TVs. Um, and then uh, the kids made some uh, uh, eggs and spinach. Uh, so that was awesome. I always love that. That's one of my favorite meals in the morning. Uh, had some coffee and then we went on a hike. We did a, a pretty cool hike. We live uh, um, south Reno. So if you go up to the Galena area as you're going up and over the pass to uh, by Mount Rose to head down into Tahoe, uh, there's some really great hiking spots on this side. Uh, Tahoe is only like a 30 minute drive from here. And, and that hiking spot is like 10 minutes from here. Um, so we hit that. It was about an hour and a half. Had a little lunch out in the out in the woods and and had a good time. And then went out to barbecue at the in laws' house last night. So oh, and then the night before, brewery time with my dad. Nice, always key. Yeah, he loves the beers. So we we hit a brewery on Saturday night. So that was fun. Wait, so remind me who yeah. who went out to that area first? You or your parents? We did. Uh, so we came here in 2003 and we just had always kind of wanted to get out of the Bay Area because we love hiking and fishing and camping so much. And it's so hard to do from the Bay Area for us. Um, you had to take like three, four, five days to do that here. You can just hop out to the woods for a night and come back the next day. Uh, so we moved here in 2000, actually 
yeah, 2003 or very early 2003, early January. And then everybody kind of followed us after that. It was uh, my in-laws and then my parents and then my sister and then eventually both my grandmothers and like everybody's wow. here. We don't have anybody left over there. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, it's cool. So we get to uh, holidays, we get to see everybody, which is really nice and uh, spend time. Sometimes we do it all together because our, our parents get along really well. Uh, sometimes we split it up like that just to make it, you know, because my parents anniversary was yesterday on Father's Day. So they went out and did something. So we got to split that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So uh, I had breakfast with uh, my youngest. He's back in town. Oh, he's, nice. he, he's at home. So we went out to breakfast. My oldest is still in Tucson, but I think he said he's coming back by next weekend. So for his birthday, his birthday will actually be a week exactly from t today. He'll be 22. Oh, man. So he's going to come back to get the gifts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, I still owe him a graduation gift. I'm like, okay, like, let's, let's do this. I got your, you know, I know you need a phone. Like, what else? Yeah, like, and go. so he's just kind of, he's just kind of, I think he's like waiting for something. Yeah. He's just going to go, that's what I want. Like, he's just kind of, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so, uh, so then I just hung out, just, you know, did some, you know, I was able to work out and watch TV and chill and hang out. It was so, nice. it was so hot. So oh, yeah. we, we weren't going to do a whole lot, uh, but I did do something on Saturday, which I kind of wanted your feedback on. Yeah. So my wife, uh, she definitely feels the need to kind of get back on our, regular routine of of eating and drinking she's gone vegetarian for la at least the last three weeks four weeks she's been vegetarian and she's also cut way back on alcohol intake because you know during the pandemic we were all just sort of figuring out how to deal with this stuff right like, wasn't oh, much else to do let's watch tv and have a beer or watch tv and have some wine and so she's like okay things are getting back to normal we got to kind of get back to normal and i was like yep you're right 100 percent and so she decided to do a juice cleanse Ooh. on a Saturday. So it's 20, it's a, it's a full day. So, you know, you all, all waking hours, you had to drink eight different juices that was supposed to help your liver and flush the toxins and X, yeah. Y, and Z. And she said she was going to do it. And I said, I'll do it as well because I wanted to support her. I want, you know, I know it was going to be hard. It'll be oh, easier yeah. for her if I'm doing it as well. So we both did it. And yeah, you know, for about, I would say about the first three juices because you're supposed to do it basically every two hours. You know, you, you can definitely feel the absence of food. <laughs> but once you get to the, you know, once you get to the midday dinner time, it, you were pretty comfortable. You weren't really that hungry anywhere. It was just more of like a battle of will against yourself like your own oh, mentality yeah. you know because you're just so used to just you know whenever you're hungry just go grab something and you eat it and <laughs> right. and you realize how much of that is just you know sort of just common day-to-day -day entertainment you know yeah and, and so it's like reactionary you know you feel you just feel like i'm kind of bored i'm gonna eat yeah and that's exactly super dangerous yeah exactly so uh <laughs> so we did it we're good she feels a lot better i feel i feel pretty good um, but the question I had for you was, have you and your wife ever done like some wacky diet thing where you guys are just like, oh, we're going to do this for like a week or something? <laughs> well, you know, 
it's funny because we talk about that sometimes, but we do eat a lot of organic. Mm. Um, being out here in the desert, in the, uh, I wouldn't say wilderness, but it's Reno and, and there's not a whole lot out here. So we do, we have um, joined a couple of like farm shares. Uh, so we get uh, beef boxes and lamb boxes from local farms uh, where they butcher their own meat, uh, raise their own meat, butcher their own meat. It's very clean tasting, uh, no hormones, uh, very organic. And then we also get, uh, we have like a vegetable and fruit share that we belong to. So every Thursday we drive up to a house out in the mountains here and, and pick up our stuff. So we've always kind of eaten like that for, I'd say probably the last 15 years or so. Um, but every once in a while, I, I love carbs. So I could wax a bag of chips in like <laughs> one sitting, no problem. I'll go get the, the tortilla chips and, and I, and my wife's gonna I'm like, is that going to be a two sitting bag or a one sitting <laughs> bag? I'm like, Oh, I really hope it's only a, you know, like an eight sitting bag, but it, it has not been, um, so I know she's done some cleanses in the past. I didn't join her for those. I'm always nervous too because of the amount of cardio that I like to do. So mm -hmm. I'm always a little bit nervous about it. But I have started, um, I'd say the last two months or so, and it worked really, it has been working really well, um, I think for my metabolism. But I, I usually don't eat anything except for I have a cup of coffee. I usually don't eat anything until I'd say like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. And I get up anywhere between five and six 30 during mm -hmm. the week. Um, like this morning, I just, I was not hungry until after I worked out and it was one fifteen, and I had my first meal at that time. So you, um, you this kind of like a intermittent fasting kind of deal. Yeah, pretty much. And then I, I don't like to eat past dinner. I mean, after dinner, I don't eat anything else anyways. And, and I don't generally have dessert. Um, but you know, again, I have my, yeah, I've got my vices. I've got my <laughs> carb. I've got my carb vices, and so <laughs> that happens. Um, you know, and she likes her wine and stuff. We don't have too much of it, uh, but yeah, I, I have thought about doing some of the cleanses. I just didn't know. Like, I mean, so it's like a day of not eating, right? It's just yeah, a, it was, it was all juice. And I, I've also done yeah. cleanses where you could have like a very small salad, but you're having like a small bit of apple juice with something or else. you know, there's all different ways yeah. to do it, but this was pretty, this was pretty engineered for specifically uh, what Crystal wanted. Now, now who knows if they even work, right. right there. Some of it may be uh, what, what we call uh, it, it, dudes create bro science, right? I don't, I don't know what it is <laughs> right. on, on the female side because this was an all women company who had created yeah. these, these uh, cleanses, but it was, it was kind of cool. Um, so we're going to lead from healthy eating and cleanses <laughs> and all of that into <laughs> straight into it. <laughs> and then we'll get into baseball. We'll, we, we got all the day to day life stuff out of the yeah. way. And then we'll, well get I mean, all it, it, we like to connect with people out there. So, I mean, you know, if you, Hey, if you're, if you're listening to this or watching this and, and you want to throw onto any of our Instagram posts, you know, have you tried any of these things? Have you tried any, uh, some fasting? Have you tried any of the cleanses and stuff? Yeah. we like to connect with people. We're all, we're all humans. We all, you know, like to try different things and, oh, yeah. and we all, we don't just sit and watch baseball all day. We, we have lives <laughs> and we like to do different things. So we also like to drink. Yeah. 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 So in, in, in this conversation, yep. um, 
I'm still going to have my drink when we do this show because it's a big part of our show. But I have I have pulled back. Um, it was getting pretty ridiculous to where like it just felt so normal and casual to have a drink like every night while watching TV. And I was like, OK, that's supposed to be a little bit more special than yeah. than it is. Like it shouldn't be so casual. So I am pulling back. But I, I, I do want to make sure that, you know, we still ha- we still have fun on this show and we, oh, yeah. we talk about it. So what are you drinking today? So, uh, you know, like we talked about too, it was a father's day weekend. So had my beers at the barbecue last night, had my beers at the brewery on uh, Saturday night. So I always like to kind of kick it down a notch after that. This is the summer break from, uh, Sierra Nevada brewing company. One of my favorite brewing companies in the absolute world. Actually, I mean, they are my favorite in the world. Uh, it's a session hazy IPA. Uh, it's only 4.6% alcohol. So it's real light in straw, kind of straw colored. Um, it's, it's very good beer. And, and I like during the summer, when it gets hot, I like to hit these beers because I'll be the same as you. And uh, sometimes I'll feel like, uh, you know, I have, I have a drink every night. Yeah. Um, but if I'm having like a 4.6% 12 ounce beer, okay. Then I feel fine afterwards. I'm still awake, um, go to bed with no issues and it's all good. So, th- so during the summer, I, I just bought a 12 pack of this and uh, we're going camping this coming weekend. So I, I like to take this with me camping because when you're, sitting around and, and we're actually going to Tahoe. So we're going to be just a mile walk down to the beach and I'll bring these down to the beach with me in a backpack. And then you could sit near the water and have a couple of these and still feel pretty good afterwards. So, yeah. 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 So, uh, we should, we should mention that you are going to be away next weekend. So we may right. have to have, um, a guest co-host who will have to fill your shoes. I have an idea about two actual co-hosts, but I need to kind of clear it with them before I announce anything. But I have an idea to, you know, uh, you're going to be off. I want you to feel 100% free to go do your thing and to not have to worry about coming back and doing a show. So we'll get someone to to fulfill your shoes and and, and do something next week so that you can enjoy yourself. As long as it's not Lou Gehrig, because exactly. I may not get my job back if that happens. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, coming back from camping is always tough because if you're out there for three nights, you don't sleep. We, we tent camp. Yeah. So you, you sleep, but you don't really sleep. Yeah. And you get up as soon as the light comes through the tent, you know, especially during the summer five o'clock in the morning you're awake and that's it so yeah yeah. so it's always a little tough coming back from camping but all right so i um i took your advice uh i think you even mentioned it uh i don't know if you mentioned it on this last show that we did but you showed you shared a glass that was um one that you use specifically for bourbon there you go and so as a kind of like a father's day gift for myself i quickly went on Amazon. I think it was uh, Saturday night. I don't remember when I texted you, but I was like, what are yeah, those glasses called again? I think it was Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So Saturday night, and Am- this is why we use Amazon and why people will continue to use Amazon. They literally <laughs> came yesterday. So I had the glass and I was like, I want, you know, I want to show people that I, that I got my glass. And then Crystal had bought, uh, there's these ice cubes trays that basically have the ice cubes kind of not quite perpendicular or actually they might be perpendicular to each other and and so when you put the it fits perfectly in this glass 
Um, because I, I also have the the spherical ones, which would be a little bit too big for this. Right. So she had purchased that for me without even knowing that I also bought these bourbon glasses. So have have the new ice cubes, have the new glass, and then I bought a uh, a bottle of a small batch. Oh, Elijah Craig. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. So I also, nice. I guess that's also a, a little bit of a Father's Day gift for myself. Well, it says uh, right there, it's the father of bourbon. So yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, it, it, it's very, it, again, you know, I, I have to apologize for my lack of taste buds when it comes to this stuff. Cause you know, most of the stuff that I buy, I enjoy and I enjoy this and, uh, uh, I think we've talked about this before, but you know what I've been doing lately is I've also been adding a little bit of water to Mm -hmm. to the bourbon in addition to the ice because I would sort of do one or the other, but now I do both. I just feel like the water, and I don't do it for dilution reasons. I do it for flavor. I feel like the water kind of expands the flavor for me a little bit. I don't know if that's true or not, or someone may, may call me out and go, oh, that's, you know... More bro science, but, <laughs> but I, I I enjoy it that way. Well, we've talked about it before, and I had read a good a good article about that, and, and they basically kind of um, use the analogy that when you go outside, like here, it's very dry in in Nevada. You go outside, and you you can smell things, but after it rains, what you can smell is everything the grass the street the plants the soil um and same thing with a bourbon you know it it is what it is and you add a little bit of water to it or some ice and it opens it up and everything just kind of opens up a little bit and and kind of enhances the smells and the flavor so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm a big prescriber to um same glass as you right there uh you know two ounces of bourbon and two ice cubes two small ice cubes i'd like to put those in there um and that's and that's my flavor because from my first sip to my last sip it's different yeah i don't like the consistent of it's going to taste like this from the beginning to the end i like to have a little bit of difference throughout uh throughout one glass it's really smart and the other thing is it like a lot of times when you drink you then follow up with a glass of water Right. And so this gives you a little bit of water. So you're not super dehydrated while right. you're drinking something. So I also like that aspect of it. All yeah. right. That's enough of, of uh, <laughs> non-baseball stuff for this show. I wanted to front load it because we have a lot of stuff yeah, to yeah. talk about, about. We could do a whole podcast on bourbon and beer probably. I know. <laughs> okay. So quick news, which is uh, there, was a, there was a couple of uh, moves that the Giants had to make today. Uh, Lamont Wade Jr., got sent back down, as well as Jason Vossler. Those guys did not get sent down because they were not producing, because that's absolutely not the deal. It's just that they had options left. And you have someone like Mike Talkman. I think he was getting a little bit of the, oh, how come he doesn't get sent? And it's because he doesn't have options. And I feel at some point the Giants are going to have to make a decision on him if he keeps keeps it up with the under 600 OBP, or OPS, I mean. Uh, but yeah, what you know? What do you think? Uh, Darren Ruff, Dickerson, back up, and and I know you you like Vossler a lot. Wade has been playing very well of late, both offensively and defensively. I don't really see it as them going down. It's almost kind of like, well, something's going to happen. They're going to be right back up again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, really, when you look at Lamont Wade, okay, he's hitting two sixty five on the year, four home runs, eleven RBIs. Um, 
He does draw some walks, uh, you know, not huge with the extra base hits, 22 of his hits, um, eight of them are extra base. So I mean, you know, not terrible, uh, an 814 OPS on the season, but, like you said, I mean, he's out of options or he's, he's not out of options and Talkman uh, is out of options. So, so I think this is kind of that little stretch right here. That's probably uh, like you said, an indicator right there to Talkman to say, okay, these guys are going down. You're staying. So you've got like a week or two to figure this out. (laughs) I mean, but he's been such a great find for the giants and the giants are so good at that. So if they can then turn him around for just, I mean, a a low level, uh, you know, low a ball pitcher with, uh, just lights out strikeout stuff, but but horrible control that the Giants can maybe do something with. Okay, you do that, and it's no big loss because you had him. He got you some wins. He's made those fantastic catches. I mean, gosh, two of his catches were good for wins. Mm-hmm. Those uh, you know hauls over the fence that he brought the ball back, uh, just robbing home runs, and then the grand slam. So that's three wins right there. Uh, so uh, God, I mean. It, this is a good position for the Giants to be in because, you know, there were a couple articles recently over the past month that talk about the Giants being so excited about their depth. Uh, Scott Harris, the GM for the Giants, had a, a nice talk with somebody. Uh, basically said, yeah, we've got this great depth. This is a fantastic problem to have. We didn't have this last year. We didn't yeah. have it the year before. So so this is a good thing. Um not so much a good thing for all the guys on the team, because again, when you're out of options, you're going to be DFA'd at some point because I can't see Talkman on this roster all the way through September, uh, the end of September, even, even probably not even till the end of uh, this month or, or even the 4th of July weekend. It's sad to say, but uh, Lamont Wade Jr., is very valuable to the team. Not only can play outfield, he can also uh, back up belt at first base, and that's a, a huge gift for the Giants. This feels very much like a previous regime move to me. I'm going to bring up a guy from the 2014 World Series champions by the name of Juan Perez. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me give you his numbers. These are not postseason numbers these are all regular season numbers from 2014 on the season he had 100 ab's exactly he hit 170 224 on base 270 slugging for a whopping 494 ops and he also was on the field when the Jets won the World Series. <laughs> right. So it's things like that um, where those moves, like when you look at it and you go, analytically, it doesn't seem like Talkman should be on the team. It seems like they should DFA Talkman and then Wade or Vossler should still be on this team. But I think this team understands, or this team, the the regime understands that, you know, there are guys who are going going to pick up Talkman uh, from from an offensive standpoint, and I'm sure there's hope that because he has such a good eye, his numbers will get better. They they will they they he's never going to hit, you know, 300. Um, the Giants only have. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know who on this current team is hitting 300, but they don't have, you know, that's not their game is not to hit 300 necessarily. Their game is to get on base and drive those runners in like that. Like that's what they're going that, you know, that that's what they're going for more so than, you know, just this, this, uh, the idea of a high batting average per se, it's more than that for these guys. So currently on the team, the Giants have two guys uh, in the starting lineup hitting over two hitting over three hundred. Buster, who's hitting three twenty nine, and uh, Stephen Duggar, who's hitting three sixteen, and both of them, the OBP is what stands out even more than the average. They're the two highest guys on the entire team, unless you count Chadwick Trump and his nine ABs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I do think that they are taking the long-term route on an idea like this, which they have said, you know, they're, they're not looking for, you know, they will try to win this year, but it is also, there's this journey through the season and they don't need, they don't think that they need to make rash decisions. So Talkman is kind of one of those things, but like you said, I do, I do wonder if, you know, he knows, uh, he, you know, he kind of knows, right? Players know when when that stuff is coming. They know the number of players on the team. They know the guys on the injured list. They know where they are on the depth chart. So he's, I'm sure, he's feeling the pressure in that sense. But for now, they have allowed him to uh, to be an outfielder on this team. Yeah, and and when you look at 2014 too, if you were to get rid of Juan Perez, who else was there? I mean, that was Blanco. that was kind of. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that that was it. So that was kind of the problem. Here it's, I mean, you, you know, uh, you had to, you had to send, um, uh, I just blanked on it. Um, anyways, so, so you've got Talkman, you've got Ruff coming back, and you've got Slater, you've got Duggar, you've got, I mean, you've got all these guys who are healthy outfielders who are, who are just very good. So, so Lamont Wade Jr., who I, I, froze on there for a second he he has to go down because you've got that that wealth and and talkman i i I would be shocked if zadie wasn't just calling around and saying who wants this guy yeah and 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 what will you give for him i mean if it's a cash consideration even at this point um He's a major leaguer. I mean, we've seen it. He played with the Yankees. He's played with the Giants now. He's a major leaguer that can play in major markets, too. Yep. There's going to be a team out there that's going to want that depth in the outfield, and the Giants have that wealth of depth in the outfield. They also have Joe McCarthy, too, uh, who's tearing it up in the minors in AAA. So, I mean, gosh, if they if they moved Talkman, then, then McCarthy could be that Talkman type of guy who comes up and plays in the outfield as well. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you also still have um dubon who's playing a lot of infield right now but who also can play the outfield we saw that last year where he could play center field so they just have a a massive wealth of outfielders right now and 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 i love seeing that issue um I don't want to see another juan perez issue where it was like you know he, he was known for his defense and then in the ninth inning he almost cost them the World oh Series. God, so, you know, just just everything getting kicked around out there in the outfield. So it well, was a bit well you know, it's good with the depth part when you don't have to mm-hmm. sign 
Travis Ishikawa to play left field. You don't have to tell yeah. Belt, uh, you may need an outfielder's glove. And this dude is like, come on, guys, really? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, they, they, they have bodies and, and they're utilizing them like, you know, like a puzzle, puzzle pieces uh, to a larger yeah. puzzle. And and then when Listella comes back, which which is going to be hopefully soon, we mm-hmm. we we were told early July, but I haven't heard much on him lately. But when Listella comes back, that adds another infielder, pushes Dubon back to the outfield, uh, possibly. But but again, Dubon can play everywhere uh, at this point. Not fantastically, but he can play everywhere at this point. Uh, so it's nice to have that problem again. And then when Longoria comes back, then if Talkman's still on the team after Listella and uh, and Longoria come back, it will be because Talkman is hitting 400, which is not going to be the case. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have to just tear it up, and, and I don't see that happening. So Tommy Listella update. This is mm-hmm. as of uh, June 18th on uh, CBSSports.com from the Roto-Wire staff. LaStella was running the bases ahead of Friday's game against the Phillies. Kerry Crowley of the San Jose Mercury News reports LaStella has been running since late May, and he could begin a rehab assignment soon since he's ramped up his activity level recently. A 32-year-old isn't eligible to return from the 60-day injured list until July 2nd, but he appears to be on track in his recovery. So there, so there you go. Uh, clearing a forty-man roster spot to get Listella on. It's it's either going to be a relief pitcher. Um, I mean, a lot can happen between now and July second, and and we know that. I mean, injuries happen, things happen. Um, but if if the Giants stay the course they're on right now, no injuries happen. I could see at that point. Um, Probably a, a, a Talkman move at that point to clear a 40-man spot to bring Listella back in. So. And the Giants are pretty smart about this. I'm sure they know who they can designate if they want them to come back and what the risk is to throw them out there and what teams would be into these guys and not. Though, they're going to have a rep pretty soon, like the Dodgers or like the A's, where mm-hmm. if, if, they, if, you, if those teams cut a guy, you're like, hmm... They have a lot of players, and so if they cut someone, it's probably a good player just because of that 40-man thing. So that's also possible. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, sure. L- let's talk about the week that was, which was a very yeah. successful week. We mentioned, because we recorded one day late last week, that I uh, I, I went to Monday's game, and, uh, and they won that game. So they come back Tuesday, and they did not play very well. No. And they got saved by a great... Grand Slam by Mike Estremski. And you sort of blink, and this guy's got nine home runs now. Like he was, yeah. he's still hitting for a pretty low average. Um, but, you know, he's got, now he's got nine home runs. He, uh, I'm, I'm looking at his, his on base here. Um, where is he? Yeah, his yeah. on base is, is up to 342. So, yeah. Decent, not great. It'll improve once his batting average goes up. He's he's just under 500 for slugging, but he's got nine home runs now. So he is actually uh, becoming um, uh, a, a really good player in that lineup again. After last year, he he, I, you know, I don't I don't remember what he finished in the top ten in MVP or whatever. But he's back to sort of being a threat, which is great to see. He's been a little dinged up this year. He went through the whole mustache phase <laughs> but it's great to see him get back but that was that was like one of those moments for the year where 
you know, every Giants team that has, has, has been really good has one of those moments where you're like, ah, you know, probably going to lose this game. And then they come back and win and you go, wow, like that's really that like they really fight. I remember for that 1989 team, this was on their, like their year in review video or whatever. Like there was a game in Cincinnati where like they were like down like nine to one or something and all the regulars are out of the game and they come back and win the game. And it was like this, like this moment that you could go, okay, this is going to be, you know, this was meaningful for the season. I feel like this could be one of those games if, if the Giants continue to play well because they had no business winning this baseball game. They, uh, so poor Littell starts the game, <laughs> does not get an out, is on the hook for four earned runs. Uh, our buddy Sammy Long comes in, actually throws five innings, mm-hmm. um, gave up four runs. So they're down... They're down, uh, what would it be, eight to three, I think, after the first five innings. But Menez comes in, gives up a couple hits, but shuts it down. Garcia, uh, Garcia comes in, shuts it down. Sherfy, 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 Jimmy Sherfy. Where did he even come from? He pitched with uh, Arizona for a couple of years. That didn't do a whole lot of anything with Arizona, but um, <clears throat> and I think it was one of those, you know, just say, hey, minor league deal type of guys and let's throw him uh in the mix with our 875 other relievers (laughs) in training camp and see what he could do and he's stuck and he's on the olympic team too so yeah i mean he's you know he's one of he's one of those guys that you mentioned you know that that they just have these arms and uh in his career he hasn't given up a run with the giants yet he's only had six six innings but in his career uh with uh the diamondbacks and the giants Four wins, zero losses, 2.63 ERA, uh, 51 innings and 53 strikeouts, a career 1.09 whip. So, um, you know, I don't know how they find these guys, but he also was uh, was a very big part of their uh, their week. And then uh, and then Rogers comes in and, and gets a save. But, you know, without without that, Yastrzemski's bomb is is really the difference. In, and that kind of ignited not to say that it ignited them for the rest of the week, but. It was kind of like one of those things where it's like, man, you know, in in the we talked about the June swoon and whether it's real or not. But this is kind of one of those things where I I'd already earmarked it as a loss. I was like, ah, they'll get them tomorrow. And then right. you, you look and you're like, oh, the shrimps is up with the bases loaded and they have a chance <laughs> to win this game. I wonder if wonder what he's going to do. And before I could even think about, okay, just need to get, you know, let's put the battle the home run. And then they're up. Yeah. Like, what the hell's going on? Well, and he went down 0-2 and then uh, got a pitch that I think was wide and then was just fighting at that point, fouled off a couple. And then, man, he got that low uh, little uh, sinking change up and just yanked it out of the yard. And and like everybody said the next day, too, the question was, is it fair or foul? I, I was on the couch. I was exhausted. I had just finished like just a really long day and I uh, just finished dishes and I was laying there just kind of watching the game on the couch and I jumped up and I was jumping up and down. And my wife was like, what is going on out there? I was like, hey, we just, I think we just won this game. We're going to come back and win this game. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's what it was. One of the kids had a sleepover. So we were, you know. You know how sleepovers go. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So we weren't we weren't going to sleep that night anyway. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So then they hit five home runs the next day and win thirteen to seven. 
It was actually 13 to 2, and then Arizona scored some yeah. runs. So, you know, it was a little bit of a laugher. That one got a little scary there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, then, uh, and then the next day, they kind of uh, pull away again 10 to 3. Uh, Kevin Gossman goes eight innings, gives up two runs on four hits. And so far, 1.51 ERA. He's eight and one. He's not quite DeGrom, but he's pretty right. close to DeGrom. You know, I imagine DeGrom starts the All-Star game if he's uh, if the Mets want him to. I know he's had some shoulder troubles, but if not, you know, Gossman is right there. It's almost, he's not he's not quite matching DeGrom, but he's really close. Yeah, uh, just his nasty splitter. I mean, still, and every time he goes out there, you, you, you go, I wonder if this is a game where he's going to get touched up. Because law of averages, I mean, you you know, when you're having a good season, you're going to get touched up in a game or two. This, it's just going to happen. Uh, unless you're DeGrom, it doesn't usually happen. Um, but, uh, God, yeah, eight innings, four hits, two Ernie's and, and six strikeouts. I mean, just cruising along at eight and one. And then it seems like too, whenever Gossman is pitching, the giants score runs, but it's like the opposite Matt Cain effect. Uh, when Matt Cain would pitch really, really well, the giants would score a run, two runs, maybe yeah. giants go out there and score like five, six, seven, eight <laughs> runs for Gossman. Every time he's out there, that's why he's got that nice shiny eight and one record. It doesn't help. He, he doesn't give up runs either. I mean, that yeah. helps too. So like that was the Casali game, right? Uh, a double shy of the cycle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There was another guy who was close to the cycle too. Um, I forget, but they. But that's kind of what everyone was watching for. Yeah, yeah Matt Cain's like, man, if I got this kind of run support, I think I could have been a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we, I mean, we, Giants fans came up with a term for it, which is basically getting caned. You get caned. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of pitchers during that those years. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They, they, a lot of pitchers got caned for the Giants because they just were not a run-scoming team. So yeah. I bet, yeah, Lincecum and Bumgarner is probably looking over here too going, where was that, man? Why, I, I should have stayed. What, what do you think Bumgarner's <laughs> thinking right now? I don't know. He's probably thinking, where are my bulls at? I, uh, I, I, feel, you know, I mean, I, you know, my it, horse. <laughs> it's hard to feel bad for yeah. a Major League Baseball player. He's got... I got a ton of money signed. You know, he physically signed to go to this other team. Yeah. Whether or not the Giants, you know, really tried hard to to get him, but he's not having a great year. You know, he's he's uh, four and five, five point seven three ERA. His uh, strikeout to walk ratio. His actually strikeouts are, are up by a good margin. Yeah. So that's that's good to see. Is his strikeouts are. Uh, this is like his third best uh, strikeout per nine innings uh, of his career. And his whip is is not terrible either. I think he's just given up bombs is what it is. Yeah, and, and you know what? And he did turn it around. Remember, we talked about that a few months ago that yeah. uh, or about a month ago. He, you know, he kind of went away from the game plan. They were trying to game plan him to death and say, this is how you pitch this guy. This is how you pitch this guy. This is how you pitch this guy. And he finally went into games and said, you know what? This pitch is working. I'm throwing this pitch. Mm -hmm. And so the Diamondbacks were like, 
okay, that seems to be working well. But he had a fantastic stretch of, of, uh, of shutout baseball there for a while and giving up one run per game here and there. Uh, and then he got the shoulder strain, and he's been on the injured list ever since. So I'm really curious to see when he comes back, if he comes back healthy, yeah. how he can finish off this season because he was – really starting to turn around. Like you said, his K's uh, per nine, his, his K to walk ratio is really, really good. Um, so I'd love to see him continue on that pace, not against us, yeah. against anybody else, but I, I'd love to see him continue on that pace. I, I mean, and maybe, you know, the Diamondbacks are so bad. He could be one of those, one of those pitchers. If he comes back before the trade deadline, they're finally like, all right, we'll eat this contract and we'll ship them out and we'll kind of start over again. But uh, who knows? I mean, if they can get something in return for him. But if they're going to eat his contract, they could get a lot back. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, so then Philly comes to town. This is the Peacock Series. Mm-hmm. I think that's oh, yeah. going to be remembered as the Peacock Series. <laughs> uh, game one, uh, you know, n- n- nothing too heroic, but Johnny Cueto throws a half-decent game. Giants don't hit very well. They only get six hits all game, but uh, those hits are at the right moment. Uh, Wade has a has a triple. Uh, Belt hits a homer in the fifth, and like that's literally the end of the scoring, and the Giants yeah. win 5-3. to three. Well, who gets the save in that one? Uh, who does get the save? Is the it great, Mac Cheese? Mac Cheese. Mac Cheese back in the save saddle. Yeah, I like to go. see that. That was kind of fun. When he went out there, I go, ooh. Well, it's a two-run <laughs> game. So, you know, with the, with the two-run lead, like we talked about before, I put out there on Twitter, the Giants with a one-run lead in the ninth feels like we're tied. The Giants with a two or more run lead in the ninth feels like we're blowing them out because we can usually get in there and, you know, give up a run and okay, no big deal. Mac Cheese throws one right down the pipe, solo shot. eh, We're still up by one. So I like to see him in those situations. I apologize to the viewers for my soft yawn there. Yeah. Was I boring you? I've been working hard today. <laughs> well, well, like we said earlier, we do other things. <laughs> we, you know, we have, it's Monday. Yeah. We, we, you know, come back from Father's Day. Weekend. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, okay. So then a Saturday is the only blemish of, yeah. the, of the week. That was brutal. Uh, the, the game was very close. It was a tied 6-6, and both teams were just hitting bombs. And then the the Phillies pull away 6th, 7th, and 8th. They score runs uh, 7 in those three innings, and they pull away 13-6. to six. This is actually the game that I caught the most of, unfortunately, uh, for the Peacock series. But, you know, not, not, not a whole lot that uh, went well in this game outside of the early offense. You know, the, the, they, they were just kind of going back and forth. Uh, Alex Wood, he started the season very well. Yeah. Goes three innings, six hits, uh, six runs, only four earned. So two of those were unearned. And uh, and yeah, what what do you what do you think of, of one Alex uh, Wood so far this season? You know, I tried to so I split his numbers on Fangraphs, mm-hmm. and I thought I've got to there's got to be something going on. So his first, let's see, five starts of the season, he was uh, <clears throat> no, sorry, first seven starts of the season. There it is. He was five and one. Okay. Uh, Cruising along, 42 innings, 42 strikeouts, uh, nine strikeouts per nine. Um, 
you know, his ERA is 1.93, exit velocity 88.2, uh, ground ball percentage was the only thing I, I really kind of started looking at. It was 59, almost 60%. Um, home runs to fly balls, 14%. That's where the jump has really happened. He's given up the long ball mm-hmm. in his last five starts. So his first seven starts, three home runs. Last five starts, six home runs. Mm-hmm. So he's really starting to just give up the home run ball. So when 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 these guys are getting the ball in the air, it's going out of the yard. Is it because it's warming up? Um don't really know. But when you look at the exit velocity, it's yeah. only four miles an hour more. It's not tremendous. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not tattooing him. Um, and then and then when you look at his K's per nine, right around the same, 8.63, mm-hmm. uh, nine in his first uh, seven starts. Uh, he's definitely walking more, a little bit more control issues. Um, I think he can kind of reel it back in. He's got that funky de- delivery. He is a left-hander. You are going to get those favorable matchups where you're facing left-handed heavy lineups. Um, I think maybe the Giants start to play with that a little bit more. Uh, I didn't pull his splits on versus lefties versus righties but you can just really see when guys are elevating the ball against him now it's going out of the park earlier in the season it was not doing that again weather change i'm not quite sure but i think i think if the giants can line him up more against those lefty heavy lineups they, they might have a little bit more success with wood going forward and then sunday's game on father's day mm-hmm. they win going away again 11 to 2. Uh, we get uh, Sam Long, who actually started the game, goes six innings, gave up two runs. So he uh, he got the W. And uh, Littell, so they kind of flip flopped. Littell came in after him, and he actually got outs this time. Yeah. Uh, and then Sherfy and one of your faves from before this season even started, John Brebia. Yeah. The, the nasty beard. Everybody's got a real big, long beard on this team. You notice that? Connor Menez, Latell, Brebia, just all nasty stuff. Yeah, I like him. I mean, he's uh, he's one of those guys coming off of Tommy John. It's only been a year. Um, how far have we come, huh? Since, yeah. uh, you know, back in the day with Tommy John, it was like a year and a half, um, you know, two years or whatever. And then, it, and then it got down to about a year and a half. Now it's like a year. These guys are coming back and just throwing gas. I know. Um, and, and, and again, another, another problem for the Giants is having a wealth of arms in the bullpen and in the minors, guys you can interchange and move around. Um, that's why I like Scherfee so much as well. Uh, another guy you can just plug in there. Connor Menez had a little bit of a rough week. Uh, we expect more from him. Giants expect more from him. Uh, he does. I know that. Uh, so, again, when, once this bullpen – uh, kind of dials it back in. Uh, I think. I mean, this is uh, this is a really tough team to beat. We talk about. I mean, the the week they went six and one on the week, so they started the week with a game lead over the Dodgers, and they finished the week after going six and one with a game and a half lead <laughs> over the Dodgers. So, I mean, it, it really, you've got to you've got to just keep. If you're going to win this division, you cannot stumble what, because uh, what jerks those guys are. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. And they started with a three game lead on the Padres. The Pad- Padres played like garbage. Yeah. But then they turned it around, and now they only have a five game lead. So they went from a three game lead to a six game lead on the Padres to now a five game lead on 
on the Padres. Uh, and then they go to Anaheim. Giants go to Anaheim for two and then come back home next weekend for the A's, which will be a tough matchup because the A's always play the Giants very, very tough. And it's at uh, Oracle. So who knows, man? It's yes. going to be a really tough week. I know that. Okay, so let's talk about the player of the week here. Yeah. And I'll let you uh, I'll let you break down your ballot here, um, and let's get it. Who's player of the week? All right, coming in last place with zero percent of the votes. This hurt me. This kind of hurt me. Jimmy Scherfe mm. didn't get one single vote from. I don't our, think anybody our... knew who he was. I know, but I threw him out there because he got his first W of the season. He was a big part, like you said, big part of the week. Four games out of seven. Uh, four innings pitched, didn't give up a hit, didn't give up a run, only walked one, struck out three, got that W. Um, so I threw Jimmy Scherfe out there, and everybody uh, threw him back at me. And they said, no, I don't think so, 0%. In second place, uh, Brandon Belt, 27% of the vote. So that means we had a big winner. Um, he, uh, Brandon Belt, 604 with a, uh, 604 Woba this week, 429 average, just tore it up, three home runs, six ribs, eight runs. He stole a base. The draft stole a base. He even he beat out an infield hit. I he think, did. Too. Yeah. yeah. He had eight extra base hits on the week. I mean, that's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, and then coming in, first place, the great baby Yaz, Mike Yastrzemski, with the uh, 73% of the vote. 474. There was the mustache. Look at that. Yeah, I, I wanted to have a mustache. Ooh, photo I, for him. That's a great shot right there. <laughs> uh, 474 Woba, 321 average, three home runs, 11 RBIs, eight runs, and that game-winning grand slam that, that got me off the couch, and I'm sure everybody who is watching off the couch, uh, and, and that that is your player of the week, Mike Estremsky. I think that's his first for us, right? Uh, I think so. I believe, I believe I it is. So. Yeah. I be, yeah. He's had a, a rough year, but he is turning around, like you said earlier. So, yeah, I, I tried to bias the vote there at the yeah. end and it did not work at all. <laughs> uh, did you, did, you voted for belt? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, there you go. Voted okay. for belt. Like <laughs> there's, there's, there's a uh, Bronye West right there with his girl, Kim K. When I first saw that, I thought he's kind of he's kind of yoked up. So I wrote back to you, I go, "Oh, this, uh, that Vin Diesel? No, that, but he looks. I mean, he's got a low cut Yeezy shirt. I didn't know, man. <laughs> I mean, talk about low cut shirt. I mean, yeah. they're both wearing low cut we shirts. Go. But come on, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that was that. I was trying to. I was, yeah, I was trying to bias that vote, but it didn't work at yeah. all. Brandon, Brandon did not come close to winning. Well, I did. I gotta. I gotta disclaimer i did vote i didn't i didn't i i got mad for nobody voting for sure i didn't vote for him either i i voted for yaz because you know guys had a rough beginning of the season i had to throw him some love by the way what did you think yeah. of that peacock experience you know i thought it was cool i spent probably 45 minutes on the phone with my parents on friday trying <laughs> to get them hooked up with it because so here's the deal they're dish network customers and if you're a dish network customer you don't get the giants games oh wow if, if you live in the area because they're in a dispute with uh nbc uh whatever it is nbc sports i guess yeah. whoever the the owner of the whole thing is um so they're in a dispute, so they don't get the Giants games. There's no uh, NBC Sports Bay Area or California on Dish Network. So I, I texted them. I said, hey, the games are on Peacock. You just have to sign up for that uh, uh, free account, and you can hop right in. Boy, was that confusing. 
uh, it was a whole layer of, uh, you know, do I do this and where can I watch it and how do I watch it? So I ended up walking them through it on the Apple TV, uh, through the Peacock on there and everything was good. And they were able to watch the games the first night though. And I was running into this problem on my iOS devices. Um, all of a sudden the video would drop audio. Would oh, wow. Yeah. And then everything would come back for about five minutes and then the audio would drop. And it would just be the video. And I thought, well, they have a really bad service where they're at up in the mountains. So I thought, they're, they're having a hard time. No, I was having a hard time, too. Uh, but then Saturday, nice and clean. Sunday, nice and clean. No issues. I thought it was cool. I love John Cruck. So anytime you can get two big teams like this together, Giants and Phillies, two big markets. I mean, you're talking two top uh, six markets in, in the nation. Uh, you get those two together, you get John Cruck with uh, Mike Kruko and John Miller. It was a lot of fun. Jimmy Rollins added something to it, uh, kind of as the, I guess you kind of call him the uh, stadium reporter because they had him sitting off by himself. Just, uh, yeah, he was, he was actually in the Bay Area doing the broadcast. Oh, wow. Um, and I think Cruck was back in Philly, but uh, everybody else. And it was fun. It was fun to actually see for the first time on Friday night, Kruko and John Miller sitting next to each other right. with no split screen. I noticed that right away. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Maybe things are starting to happen again where these guys are going to be able to travel with the team. Because as you notice, you know, us being so into broadcasting, you notice when they're calling the game, you know they're calling it off the monitors when yeah. they're uh, you know calling the away game. So it's well, tough. Dave, Dave Fleming was outright like saying that you know these camera angles suck. Like yeah. we're we're waiting on the TV broadcast and they're coming late for the pitch <laughs> for the next inning. God. And so he was you know he was saying that last year and yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and, and how do you call a game like that? I mean, that that's tough. That's just like watching a game on YouTube and just calling the game. That That's really, really hard to do. So to get them actually live there, the atmosphere, the travel, and everything else, I'm looking forward to that. But I, I liked it. I say more streaming games like that, as long as they're unlocked that way and not blacked out. Um I'm all for it. The, the less you black out games and the easier you make it to watch baseball games. Uh, and I consider that easy because I can count in my house uh, probably 15 different devices I could have watched that on. Right. When the game's on NBC Sports Bay Area, there's three TVs in the house that we have. Plus, I could watch it on my phone. Um, not... I, I don't think I can get it on my Fire TV. It's a little difficult. My yeah. Apple TV, yes. Um, my iPads are so old. No, probably <laughs> not. So, but 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 again, Peacock. You just go to PeacockTV.com and throw it up there, and I could throw it on the Mac, and I can watch it there. So, yeah, uh, make it more accessible like that. I, I like that. Also, mm -hmm. we are used to watching things through through our different apps. You know. We, we both have the uh, the MLB streaming network. Right. So I guess the question is, does did this make your parents more apt to be interested in streaming in general and into like sort of, oh, like there's this other universe out here where we can watch all this content, but it's, you know, we just sort of have to learn it. Well, they, okay, so they love the services like Netflix, Amazon prime, where you can just punch up a movie or a show mm -hmm. They're They're very into that live streaming. 
this was probably their first jump into it. Um, my mom doesn't quite understand that you can't get MLB.tv <laughs> because you can't watch those games. They're yeah. blacked out. So I think for someone like her, if they weren't blacked out, I, I think she'd be all for it. And mainly because, again, that dispute with Dish, you know, they're, they're old school. Uh, and a lot of people are old school like that, too, where it's like, I just want to watch it on the TV. Streaming, I don't know, because I got angry t- uh, angry texts that night, Friday night. It keeps dropping. This is horrible. Yeah. This is right. I had to remind her, I don't run it. I don't work, <laughs> I don't work for Peacock TV. I, it's free. You're, you get it for free. What do you want? I the, don't know. The only issue talking. I had was, so the uh, I have the Peacock app on my Apple TV. Okay. I actually subscribed to the Peacock Network. I think oh, I told okay. you. I, I did for a while, and I like to do that for soccer during soccer season. I for guess. you, it's yeah. mostly because of the the WWE Network. The WWE used to have their yeah. own network, and then Peacock paid them some crazy amount of money to sh- basically license all of their content. So they put everything from the WWE Network, not everything, but a lot of it, onto Peacock. So Peacock has a WWE channel. Yeah. And so that's why I have Peacock is just so I I can watch all that stuff that that nice. I need to watch for whatever podcast I'm doing. But um there's I mean there's a couple of shows on there. There's one called Rutherford Falls with Andy from The Office. Oh, right. Um and you know there's like the Punky Brewster reboot and the Saved by the Bell reboot. Well, I I used to love AP Bio when it was on NBC and now it's a a Peacock TV only show. So I'm going to have to go back at some point for only what, five bucks a month. And if you're a fan of the office, I mean, you know, that's where you go. It used to be on Netflix and it's not on Netflix anymore, but I, on new year's iTunes had a deal where I could buy all the seasons of the office for like 30 bucks or something. Jeez. So I just bought them on iTunes knowing that, okay, (laughs) at least we'll have them. If the peacock thing works or whatever, then then but but we'll have them. So yeah. I did that. But anyways, I guess the the bottom line is as as our generation, you and me, as we replace our parents' generation, the streaming stuff is going to be so easy for people. Yeah. But there is still that level of difficulty for our parents' generation. Like I've really tried to get my dad into figuring it out. Kind of like oh, you know. ESPN plus like they're, you know, for, for whatever Disney plus. And so I think he's been pretty decent about it, but I can see like lots of people, like they, they may not even have like a box that allows them or they have a TV that may allow them to do it, but they don't have the sign-ins and then you log in and then you create accounts and then you blah, blah, blah. And then you go to your phone and they're just like, I don't want anything to do with this stuff. Right. And, and I get that. And there's so many um, smart TVs out there now, too, where you can just like tie it to your Google account, put all your passwords in Google and tie it directly to that. But again, that's a lot of steps. Um, and it's a lot. And, and it can't even be confusing for us, too. I mean, we're tech guys. And, and it's like sometimes I, I, you know, I go to see, you know, I get the new Fire TV and I plug it in and I get everything going. And it doesn't sync up right away. And I go, well, what did I do wrong? <laughs> What's well, a time thing? Sometimes you got to give it like 15, 20 minutes for it to hook up. And you're like, oh, okay, here it is now. I, you know, so it's a, it's a patience thing too. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. I, I still think I still think they can do it. Um, will they do it 
streaming and have it on regular TV at the same time? I mean, now w- when I take, uh, you know, the older kid to dance class and I sit out in, in, in the uh, car in the parking lot for an hour, um, the NBC Sports app on my phone is how I watch the Giants games. Mm-hmm. I punch it up on my phone. I stick it up on the uh, dashboard and I sit there and put the audio through the car and I, and I watch the games that way. Uh, and then when I get home, I pop it right back on the TV. So to have that type of convenience is really nice. So if you're paying five bucks a month uh, for baseball on Peacock TV and you can watch it on your phone while you're here and then, you, you know, you go out and you watch it over here and you watch it over there and whatever. I mean, that's a nice thing to do. Why is it taking so damn long to do it, though? That's <laughs> the that's the thing. It's 2021. Streaming is everywhere that the pandemic showed us anything that everybody can stream from your your home all day long and you're not killing our network. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. you know. Yep, exactly. All right, man. Uh, let's, uh, we're already at an hour. Wow. Okay. Wow, let, let, let's speed the rest of this show up because we don't want to go right. too, too long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had a quiz for me, um, at some point you wanted to ask yeah. me a question. Yeah. I just kind of had a fun one. I want you to give me the top two players in war and batting war for the giants or for, yeah, for the giants. Baseball? Yeah. Just, just for the giants at this point of the season, I'm going to go. Posey and Crawford. Yeah, it's not a tough quiz. I didn't say yeah. it was a tough quiz. I t- <laughs> said it was a quiz. I didn't, yeah, I just wanted to see if you got him. So yeah, Buster Posey, two point seven WAR at this point of the season, and we and we said early on, we said, you know, when or in the off season, we were talking about his Hall of Fame uh, uh, candidacy. Candidacy. Mm-hmm. We basically said it had to be like a three or more WAR season to punch him up into that top level of hall of fame candidates. I mean, if he continues on this season, the way he's playing now, he's, he's a hall of famer, no problem. And you, you were much higher on his season this year than I was. So kudos to you for calling it for Buster. Yeah, he's still not playing a ton. Like he's playing you know, yeah. two out of every three games or whatever, but you know, when he's in that lineup, he is producing and he is, uh, he's their best player. Like I know Crawford. Crawford is having a great season, but Crawford's right. still hitting two fifty ish. Right. Uh, but he's playing dynamite defense. Buster is always been the much better hitter, and he's showing it this year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean that. Uh, you know his batting average of three twenty nine this season is just outstanding. Um, and then and then you know he's going to probably go to the All Star game. He's the leader, uh, leading All Star uh, vote getter for catchers in the National League so far. Uh, and yeah, Pro- Brandon Crawford two point four WAR, uh, hanging in a second. All right, give me your top two pitchers again. I didn't say it was a tough <laughs> quiz. I just wanted to. I mean, that's, unless this is a trick question, it's got to be Gossman and Disclafani. It is. It is okay. Gossman, two point nine WAR. Uh, and Anthony DeSclafani, 1.5 war. Uh, next closest after that, Logan Webb at 0.9, who we haven't seen in a while. Uh, hoping to see him come back. And then Cueto at 0.8. Uh, who's third? How about third in batting war? Um, we got a we tie. Think about this. Um, I will say, and I, I don't know the I know he doesn't have as many at bats as the rest of these mm-hmm. guys do. What about Duggar? Duggar is tied for third. Okay. Who's the other person? 
Yaz. Okay. Yaz has that really punched his way up. All yeah. those, uh, like you said, the on base, uh, he, he's only one walk behind the walk leader on the Giants, and that's Brandon Belt. Yeah. Um, so even though we say, you know, Yaz has had a tough season, he's still walking, he's still getting on base. And as long as he's doing that and keeping his eye, I mean, everything's good. So, yeah. so anyways, there's your non-tough quiz. So we were going to do... <laughs> One other segment before mm-hmm. this last one, which was going to be playoff odds, but yep. let's let's save that because you know, like yeah, I yeah. said, we, we've got one a more week. little bit over. Well, next time that you're on, we'll we'll talk about that. I've actually yeah. earmarked that. I've I've written cool. it in our rundown for future shows. Uh, because the reason why is we want to talk about the upcoming week, and it's it's quick. The Giants only have five games this week. They don't even play today. They got right. the Angels, who they uh, you know they've uh, they they've played recently. Um, Otani is playing crazy baseball right now. Yeah. So it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch him. Uh, but basically the, I, I, I hope they don't overlook the angels cause you know, you, they got to go into Anaheim and, and play two games, a uh, day game on Wednesday. But I would imagine all the players are really earmarking this A series, uh, on the weekend not only because the A's are playing really good baseball too, the A's uh, are in uh, these are in first place in the American League West. No, they're actually now they're a game they're a game behind Houston. But yeah, Houston. And this is high. this is this is like Giants Dodgers. Yeah, the A's went seven and three over the last ten, and Houston went eight and two. <laughs> so right. Houston's won seven games in a row. The difference, if you're kind of looking at this. Uh, A's may be doing a little bit of a smoke, smoke and mirrors routine when it comes to the run differential. The Astros are a plus 112 and the A's are only a plus 29. Uh, whereas uh, Giants Dodgers, uh, Giants are plus 90, Dodgers are plus 103. So, uh, you know, A's are, are a really, really good baseball team. Uh, they don't give up a ton of runs. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they have an okay offense, but... They, I feel like I, I don't. I don't have stats to back this up. I don't have anything other than my memory to say that they always play the Giants well, and the Giants have to come out and play really good baseball to hold court at home and in front of. I'm guessing three packed houses at yeah. Oracle Park. Yeah, fans it, are back. The fans a- are back. It's going to be insane um, because you're going to have. I mean, that's the thing. The Giants are doing it right and saying this is one we're actually going to do instead of the Philadelphia series. This is one we're actually going to do a packed house again. Uh, I have a feeling. I mean, and it's going to be a packed house because you've got A's fans who are also itching to go to a good ballpark. Sorry, A's fans. <laughs> uh, so, so they're going to want to come over and, and see uh, the A's play the Giants. And then the Giants are in first place. And technically, whenever that happens, uh, you sell out ballparks. Yeah. And especially with the Giants, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fan base that does that. And then that's a, every fan base. I mean, really, um, there are very few ballparks in America, uh, baseball, that sell out in June when your team is in last place. Yeah. I, I, there, there really aren't any. Um so yeah, it's going to be crazy. So you got Friday night, you got fireworks night. Welcome yep. home fireworks night. Yep. Then Saturday night is kind of odd because it's a seven o'clock night start. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, the Giants one. don't usually start at seven of five anymore, uh, but that Saturday night, and that's Yaz bobblehead night right there. There you uh, go. 
And then what do you got on Sunday? You got kids cap day. So you're back to having all the promotions and everything. Um, and not to look too far ahead, but then they go to LA for two right after that. So this is a really, really tough week. And I know we, we've said that a few times before, but going to Anaheim where they're playing good baseball uh, with the DH, uh, Giants are going to have some flexibility there because Buster Posey will get to DH one game. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully they let him DH. Uh, and then and then home for Oakland. Man, that that is a really tough, even though it's a you know short five-game week, that's a tough five games right there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this is every, every week is a test, and you kind of try and figure out what you learn about this club. Yeah. And the Angels games, I wouldn't consider them necessarily a test, but they kind of have to take care of business. Those A's games are a test. Yeah. They, 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 they need to continue to play good baseball, or else the A's will come in and, and you know, snake a couple of those games. Okay. So, last thing here. Yep. Uh, this is something that you, uh, I think actually your wife came up with this segment she, for us. She did. We, we were out drinking uh, uh, wine out on the porch a couple weeks ago. And uh, I think we were just listening to music. And uh, we, we like the Yacht Rock. We like to listen oh, to yeah. Yacht Rock when oh, we're yeah. sitting on the porch. You know, we, we like, we're big fans of Michael McDonald. Little Michael McDonald. Uh, oh, God, he's awesome. Uh, so anyways, she said, would you ever use a Michael McDonald song as your walk-up song if you were <laughs> a Major League Baseball player? I said, no. What are you insane? <laughs> crowd to sleep. So she said, well, what would you use? And I started thinking, well, you know, there's some good questions. So I kind of went down the line. Uh, do you want me to give you the three? Yeah. Count okay. down just like our yeah, player of the week. It, it, because I, so, so I'm like you, you and I are the same and, and we just listen to everything. Mm -hmm. We like all genres of music. It's, I don't care what it is. I like it. You're probably I, a bigger rock guy than I am. To, 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 you know, uh, yeah. you know a lot more about that genre than I do. But, you know, we both listen to hip hop. I probably am a little bit of like more of a hardcore hip hop fan. Oh, you, way but, more. Yeah. But, you know, like we don't discriminate when it comes to music. Right. I would use a jazz song as a walk up. If, yeah. if, if anybody even knew what this jazz song was, <laughs> I would play it. And but, but so so my number three, I couldn't choose because you can't just choose one walk up song. Um, so so number three, leading up to my number one scenario by a tribe called quest because oh, yeah. i i love and you love we're huge fans of tribe called quest they're jazzy they're funky they can be hard too yeah. like this song is hard with the jungle brothers and uh, uh buster, buster rhymes buster rhymes in there just yelling and screaming and uh, i mean that it gets me going that whole um i don't even know what instrument that is at the beginning i guess it's a piano and bass yeah 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 it, yeah they sample a lot of jazz so, boom, boom, boom. so yeah. having that see they can't copyright us <laughs> <laughs> so you, you have that and that just kind of leads you up and then and then the bouncing and the jumping um so yeah so i gotta go with that one i'm also a big ska head i mm -hmm. love ska music um from the 90s it's kind of goofy um but it is it is the happiest summery sunny fun music in all of rock uh like ska punk music and i love real big fish i've seen them a couple times we were supposed to take the kids to go see them before the pandemic and the pandemic hit and we were we had the end of march we were going to go take them and so we had to cancel and couldn't go take them but take on me 
by Real Big Fish. It's a cover of the 80s song mm-hmm. uh, Take On Me by Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, and I love that song. And the, and the whole beginning horn section, that I, I think that would get the crowd going because everybody knows that song. But a fast ska punk version of that song would get people out of their seats and going. But my number one, my number one love in all of music is Eddie Van Halen. Love the guy. Uh, rest in peace, Eddie. He passed in October. It was a really sad week for me. I had a yeah. hard time dealing with it because I, uh, you know, I've, I've been a big Van Halen fan ever since I can remember. I mean, the first time I heard Van Halen, I fell in love with them. Uh, I was really young, but Panama by Van Halen is probably my favorite Van Halen song of all time because every time I hear that, I can do every air guitar note to it <laughs> every drum lick exactly how it is sing every n- note that david lee roth sings there's david flying through the air uh that was a great video too that was a lot of fun uh but that would be my number one that just the bump bump right at the beginning just get everything going uh nice big stadium anthem so that would be my number one I'm, i want to hear yours so i i only picked two and okay and one of these i actually used uh, playing in a, you know, city league all star game. Yeah. We never got that. I never got that. Yeah, we I, yeah. we actually got to play at Muni. So, oh, that's awesome. So we got the PA system, and uh, it was my job to basically put together the mix CD for everybody's nice. everybody's uh, <laughs> song. And so uh, I put together a mix CD. But so my song, and you know, you have to understand the time frame. We're yeah. talking late 90s and i mentioned the pro wrestling thing and my walk-up music was uh the stone cold steve austin thing yes. which you get the glass breaking <laughs> and then you know dun, dun, crunchy dun, heavy dun, guitars dun. yeah exactly yeah and, and so I, I used it because i was like okay nobody's gonna use this like you know well people will use these old hip-hop songs <laughs> these old rock songs like no one's gonna use this so it, it'll, it'll kind of sound interesting um but that was what i used back then now when you told me about this, I thought, okay, because if if you have played baseball, you have thought about this question. Yes. And you've thought about this question for the extent of your playing baseball. You're like, oh, what if, you know, you see Brandon Crawford picking songs for guys. Like, that's a big deal for these guys, oh, yeah. right? Crawford's like the DJ. And so the song that I picked is uh, an Eric B. and Rakim song oh, yeah. called Don't Sweat the Technique. It is like the like I, I think of I think of these songs also as kind of like workout songs. Like when I go to the gym and if I'm like lifting heavy, though I've had to stop lifting heavy because I have a bicep problem right now. <laughs> oh geez, uh, yeah, it's 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 getting old. Sucks. Ugh, um, and like, what would be on your like pump you up workout playlist? Like this is always on my workout playlist. So Eric B and Rakim. Don't sweat the technique. Uh, I think it's off of their third album. So if you that's an awesome. If you song. have Apple Music or Spotify or whatever, check it out. Uh, I really love that song. Maybe we can get those copyrighted, and then uh, you know, and then and then and then we could just those would be our new themes when we come on. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how you much could they slide in from one side. I could slide <laughs> in from the other. <laughs> uh, yeah, if if if, uh, if YouTube wouldn't remove our videos we would be playing you pieces of that song right. both songs right now so yeah anyways um if you have i'll probably post something on twitter maybe on instagram where uh you know we what is what would be your walk-up music if you were yeah. a major league baseball player um 
that's you know that I think even if you're not a baseball player, you probably have thought about this question. So I'd, I'd be oh, really yeah. interested to hear that. Uh, okay, so uh, so that is it for us. Um, we'll figure out next week because because I want I want you to be free to not worry about this show and get your th- <laughs> get hang out with the fam and spend some time and and so we'll we'll get the show done. But I'll uh, I'll figure it out. Uh, I have some ideas and and I'll tweet it out or you know post about it soon when I figure nice. out if I can, if I can put it together what I want to do. Um, we'll do that. All right, so. For Brad, I'm Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.